What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining today on our Family Matters podcast, where we talk about family matters because family matters. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I would like to encourage you to go ahead and click that subscribe button. That way you can get notifications whenever we release any of our future episodes. But with that said, I'd like to introduce to you our guest for today. Uh, He is a pastor and has been so for over 40 years and is currently a pastor at Golden Triangle Church in the Rock where he's been there for over 30. He's been in ministry for almost 50 years and is also a part of the Evangelical Theological Society, a group of scholars, and also has preached and spoken at uh, pastoral conferences around the world. I'd like to introduce you today, Pastor Ken Bent. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you. Yes, sir. It's good to have you on the podcast, man. It's good to be here. We've talked about it, you know, having you on and, you know, I'm glad to actually get to have you here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to be talking, you know, about some great things and, um, you know, uh, interesting thing, you know, uh, you know, we've known each other for about 10 years and, uh, you know, I've almost feel like I'm, you know, you know, becoming a little more Canadian. For those who don't know, you know, Pastor Ken is, uh, he is a, he is a Canadian, Canadian resident. So maybe, you know, we'll have some of our Canadian viewers, you know, get to enjoy having one of their own. But, um, you know, uh, I feel like all the A's and the things that we've, you know, I've kind of adopted some of those in our conversation. So, uh, but we've had many conversations. Yes, uh, we have. And we have enjoyed in, uh, I know one of your passions is the Word of God. Yes. You love, yes, (laughs) you love studying the word and, you know, that's something that, you know, I would call you a student of the word, a lifelong student of the word. I think that's accurate. Yeah. So um, before we get into our topic for today, I'd like to talk just a little bit about, you know, you're, you know, you've been in ministry for almost 50 years, 46 to be exact. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, uh, what does that road look like? You know, I mean, you know, you know, how did you get into ministry? Well, um, I started living for the Lord in earnest um, when I was in my late teens during the Jesus Movement um, okay. in, um, in Western Canada. Um, the movement came up the coast of California and uh, into Canada and then made its way across Canada. And um, uh, so I was in high school and uh, there was a couple of uh, my friends who were... Um, well, let's be kind and say they were just drug addicts, <laughs> and um, and uh, but they got uh, amazingly transformed by the gospel, wow. and um, so I knew something about it because I was as a young person exposed to the gospel and actually had prayed to receive the Lord um, when I was younger, um, but I hadn't been living for God all through my teenage years, and so. Um, I saw the changes that were in their lives, you know, um, and so I ended up going to the Jesus, Jesus church, so to speak. And, uh, it was in that church that I, I gave my heart back to the Lord and was filled with the spirit. And, um, yeah, there was about a thousand young people, both uh, teenagers and, and the the typical hippie, uh, part of the hippie movement, um, that gave their hearts to the Lord just within a very short, one short summer, actually, about a thousand teenagers were saved in that same time period. So from there, I, um, came under the influence of a young man at the time. He was a young man, 
um, who was on fire for the Lord and preaching and that sort of thing. And uh, so I was caught between two choices. I was uh, going to pursue acting um, with uh, Covenant Players in Los Angeles, a Christian group, um, after some time. and or to choose to go to Bible college and uh, Bible college won out. <laughs> and uh, so the Lord uh, just put his, uh, his calling on my life. And so I pursued that and um, awesome. Yeah, and just after that, just started in ministry. And that's amazing. And you've been in ministry and in many different forms, whether it's been in Canada, most of it has been here in the U S mm -hmm. and, um, and in that time, you know, you've started a family and, mm -hmm. you know, you, you've been a family man for, for many years. And mm -hmm. so, um, and uh, how many kids do you have? So altogether, we have five uh, children um, at last count. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's five kids and eight grandchildren. Uh, yeah, my first wife passed away. We had uh, two children and then I remarried and, uh, and uh, we have three children. Oh, beautiful. That's wonderful. Well, um, in, in, in that process, you know, you ended up going, you know, you, I mean, you also went to seminary and, mm -hmm. you know, one thing I have seen in your life is your passion for the word of God, for the Bible. And, you know, you, you, you know, you study it religiously and that's just out of passion. That's out a good of, word, religiously. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen you, I've known you for a long time and, and also, you know, but, you know, there, you know, as as believers, we're, we're all called to 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 study the Word of God, but it's become a passion for you. You know, when did that come about? And you know, I mean, you know, how how did that grow in your life? Well, I think it it uh, it grew simply out of a relationship with the Lord. Sure. I mean, um, God's Word was always um, front and center to me. Always had a hunger for His presence, and also His His Word. Yeah. I mean, even Jesus said, you know, to the uh, religious leaders of his day, you do, you're, you're erring because you don't know the scriptures nor the power of God. So for me, it's always been this bivalent desire uh, for the presence of the spirit as well as the word of God. And those just kind of work in tandem with each other in my life. And by God's grace, I, he just... Uh, you know, Paul told Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God that is right. in you, you know, and so yes. uh, I thank God that you can just just keep the flames and the embers burning so that your hunger remains. Yes. And even when I get tired, I wake up the next morning hungry to learn more, you know, so. Yeah. Well, uh, with that said, you know, today, you know, one of the things that um, is as, as believers, is that is so important is a biblical world view now i don't think that that is something that we readily talk about just even amongst believers or even mm -hmm. in church but it's something that's a reality and um i know that that is also something that you have a, a very interest in understanding you know that we all have a world view so um, just for our viewers and just for the sake of conversation what you know how would you describe a worldview and a biblical worldview so I think a, a worldview is the filter or the lens through which you observe your your culture or um, 
in a larger sense, the, the culture of the world as it's expressed in different people groups. Right. And uh, so it becomes a lens through which you observe the world and then make conclusions based on your upbringing yeah. or uh, your education and that sort of thing that allows you to formulate patterns, um, uh, identifiable patterns that orient your behavior for good or bad. And uh, so that's uh, essentially on the larger aspect of, of worldview. But the biblical worldview is looking at your cultural, um, your cultural identity and the practices of your near culture um, through the biblical lens, like evaluating, like, uh, for example, morals or evaluating, um, you know, how you treat people, you know, the scripture tells us in the Old Testament, to, you know, it, it places particular emphasis on how we treat the widow and the orphan and the foreigner and the poor. Those are four primary people groups, so to speak, that, that we are enjoined by scripture uh, how that we should treat them in certain ways, you know, with kindness and mercy and and uh, meeting their needs and that sort of thing. So the biblical worldview informs our behavior and the way we uh, carry out our lives in this world. Yeah, yeah. very good. Well, uh, one of the things that is important to understand is that everybody has a worldview, and whether we realize it or not. Yes, yes. And it's as the believer, we are encouraged and challenged by the word of God to using your description to view our world and view our culture, view our lives uh, through the lens of the word of God, mm -hmm. hence biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And as a family raising children or even in a marriage, um, in the home, it's important for us to understand having a biblical worldview is something that doesn't just happen on its own, you know, because it's about what we allow into our home, you know, through media, through, um, you know, through, you know, many different avenues. But um, a biblical worldview is something that you have to be intentional about. I mean, this is really true. Yeah. yeah. For example, in uh, Deuteronomy 6, just as a matter of principle, um, the Lord uh, told them, listen, uh, you know, I've given you these laws, Moses and, and uh, the Israel, I've given you these laws and these principles that you're uh, supposed to live by. And then he instructs them, instructs them and says, listen, tell these to your children. Uh, make sure you're communicating these truths to your children when you walk with them, when you lie, when they lie down, um, you know, in, and it kind of has this general description of the patterns of life. And it says, look, essentially make the use of every opportunity mm -hmm. to communicate um, these principles to your children so that they'll in, inculcate those into their own lives and begin to begin to think that way, right? Yeah. And especially in our day, it's extremely important because we are bombarded with all kinds of, 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 of views, uh, morals, of uh, ways of thinking and that sort of thing that are uh, anti, um, anti a biblical worldview, you know, anti-God, yeah. so to speak. Right. Yeah. They are contrary to, to Christian practice and Christian ideals. Um, and so we need to uh, guard 
um, our, our, what we allow into our homes, what we allow our children to watch, to see, to read, that sort of thing. Not that we're going to produce like people who are just, you know, robots that can just recite uh, Bible verses, which right. is fine, but but we're not we're not trying to produce them. We're trying to produce thinking children who will grow up with evaluative ideals by which they can compare their common culture to um, a biblical worldview, yeah. and and then make proper decisions on how they they can live their lives. But that all starts with the parents communicating those things. Yeah. So, for example, in the in, in the epistles, like you know, the first part of like the book of Ephesians, you know, you have where Paul talks about the truths that are ours in Christ. You know, like we are forgive, we have received the forgiveness of sins. We're right. we're uh, in now in part of the body of Christ. Uh, where we were, uh, you know, the, the children that were lost in in sin, but now in Christ. We are near and and uh, near to him, and and then in the latter part, so we call those the indicatives, the the truth statements, mm-hmm. and then we have the imperatives, um, where where Paul gives us practical information. Hey, you know, after you've come to Christ, if you used to be a thief, don't be a thief anymore. Right. If you had a problem with anger, don't stay mad more than a day. And make sure, parents, that you you don't exasperate your children. Fathers, don't exasperate your children, Ephesians 6, you know. And um, so Luther called those the hastafeln, the household codes. And we often hear that, um, those ideals, you know, or that word thrown around in, in other circles. But... But it's important how husbands love your wives. You know, the way we treat people should be different Mm -hmm. or at least more exemplary in comparison to the way um, the the world treats their uh, family or their friends. Right. Very good points, especially your point about, you know, you know, a worldview. It's we're intentional about it when we communicate it. And communicating, um, I see really two, you know, you know, there's more than one way than just talking about it. I believe first, you know, we can talk about it, but it also has to be lived out. It has to be something that we are believing ourselves. And so, you know, uh, many times, you know, I've, uh, as a pastor, I've dealt with uh, people who were kids at one point in a home and they're, they were living for Jesus or, the, or, or their home was a place that was a Christian home, but they themselves felt like that they were, it was, it was something that wasn't necessarily lived out by their parents. Mm. And, um, and they find themselves in a place where their life, because it was something that they didn't see walked out, it was something they didn't they didn't believe, but of mm. course they come full circle realizing the truth, mm. and then now they're having to walk that out. Mm. You know, communicating is very important, but it's also something that has to be lived out. I think that that our life speaks more many times than our words. You know, yeah. you know. Hence, our children <laughs> do. You know, when we look at behavior that they do, really, it's you know, it's what we you know have allowed. But um, you know, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, about ourselves as parents, the importance of really allowing the Word of God to be something that we live out in front of our children, because you know that speaks louder than just the things that we 
communicate. Yeah, yeah, we've got to be examples of the faith, yes. right? And uh, Paul talks about uh, the value of imitation. Mm -hmm. So he talks to Timothy and he says, imitate me, literally, as I imitate Christ, yes. right? So there was enough um, good stuff in Paul's life, if I could just put it just like that, that that um, that Timothy could emulate that. Could Timothy could imitate Paul's behavior, right? And so, you know, we often hear of uh, teachers in public schools. You know, they, they if they're going to communicate something, they say, "I do, we do, you do." Uh -huh. the, the steps of of helping a, a child progress, right? Mm -hmm. So you watch me do it, then we do it together, and then you do it together while I watch you, right? right. So we're producing disciples, yes. right? That's exactly what we're doing. We want to replicate people who are displaying their faith in, in integrity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, almost like James is saying, I'm going to paraphrase him, you know, hey, you say you got faith, but, you know, you got to show me, right? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. You got to show me. You yeah. Gotta prove it to me, you know? Yeah. And um, being aware is, is one of the things we talked about, being aware of of our of our worldview, understanding that uh, it, it's influenced. Our, our worldviews are influenced. Mm -hmm. And uh, our children, uh, they are, you know, we we are responsible for helping them to develop their worldview and many times it's influenced by what we allow our children or allow in the home and so true. uh you know and you touched on that a little bit you know you know how, what are some ways that that families uh parents can be intentional about uh, what they allow in their home and also, you know, being intentional, you know, we talked about communicating that, but what we allow in our home, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, um, of course, one of the, the great dangers in most modern homes is the internet. I mean, it has great value, but it also has great danger. Agreed. Right? And, uh, so I think one of the ways is to find a good internet filtering program that yeah. that operates on your your wi-fi that uh also um filtering programs as to um which which movies you watch you yeah. know and what what type of movies what type of shows you allow um and certainly being absentee parents in the sense of like you're just checking out while your kid plays on their phone or whatever else if you are not a proactive parent in regards to what they are they are eating yeah, with consuming. their mind consuming with their Correct. mind you know then uh then you are going to reap what you what you have sown in terms of your inactivity right so we have to be proactive and and guard you know uh you know uh, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life yeah and so as parents we have to be proactive guardians mm -hmm. of what our children consume right and you, you know a great point uh ken you, that, that you brought up here you know as parents, especially in this digital age, as I would call it, it's very easy, you know, to hand the iPad, hand the phone over, you know, watch YouTube, you know, watch Disney Plus, you know, mm -hmm. something that's going to, but, you know, monitoring and watching what they watch is so important because, you know, 
those things are you, you know, there's there is a you know while they may have a filter on YouTube kids <laughs> you know mm. you know it may not it, it's definitely not a biblical filter no and 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 you know there are things that are good that are out there that we can allow our children to watch but uh, we have to be careful um, you know to you know to be intentional and watching and monitoring those things because you know uh, my children you know I mean as you know I have a three-year-old I have a six-year-old and I have a nine-year-old and of course I have a four-month-old all girls um, <laughs> but you know the the my three-year-old Nora she's in that three-year-old stage you know where there are the tantrums there are the you know the mm. the moments where we are monitoring those things and and it becomes easy to hand over that um that ipad but we have decided that you know we're just going to choose to work through those you know instead of just handing over you know something just to manage the moment it becomes my ipad or my phone that's managing my daughter exactly versus me right. and um it, it's it's difficult you know you have to work through it but what i've learned is my is is is, is the emotional response that i've seen in my daughter it's it's we're we're managing something that's actually long term, where she is getting a need that's met in the moment, but it actually is a bigger need, you know, her of craving for attention, you know, wanting you know wanting to know that she is, you know, that she is valued seen, or loved, valued and loved. Yeah. Yes, all of those things, yeah. and so and that right there, and, and you know, it that it being intentional, that is a biblical. Under, you know, seeing it from a biblical perspective, understanding that she is valuable, that she's loved, you know, and so, yeah, I I, I completely agree with what you said there. So, but um, well, listen, you know, as we uh, close out for today, you know, what are uh, if if you could leave our audience today with with one thing concerning engaging our biblical worldview in our home and, and being intentional about it, you know, what would you, what would you leave everybody with today? So I, I would have to say like what comes to mind is the work of the Holy spirit. All right. So the work of the Holy spirit in John, the Lord told his disciples, cause you know, he said, listen, I'm going to the father, right? I'm going to die. I'm going to rise again. I'm going back to the father. So he begins to prepare them. And he says, you know, just be of good cheer be comforted. But he says, I'm going to give you another counselor, one called alongside to help. And he's going to show you, he's going to guide you into all mm. truth. Right. And he's going to show you things to come. And so, uh, I think we need to be parentally like the Holy spirit to our children. We need to show them, guide them into all truth. We need to be alongside them to help. Yeah. And we need to show them things to come. That's great. You know, and, and even pointing out, listen, continue, when they get to an age where they can understand better, listen, continued behavior down this path will not lead you to a positive outcome. You won't win the race. You won't... Um, be able to participate in the race, right. <laughs> you know, you will disqualify yourself from this, this marathon that we're running called life, you know? Right. And so I think that's what, you know, just to, in, to encapsulate it, it's just like to be people called alongside to help. For example, like you mentioned, instead of handing the iPad, 
take the moment to look them deep in the eyes and reassure them that you love them and then read them something you know read them a little story it doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing one of the things i did with my kids early on is we took a book by um, a, a good friend who wrote missionary stories for children and they were just the basic biographies of famous missionaries who accomplished great things for God. And we would read them every night before they went to bed wow. because we wanted to communicate um, the value of living a life of sacrificial service to the Lord, that that was the most valuable, even if they were called to um, you know, to be a systems analyst or a pilot or a worship leader or, you know, to work in a plant somewhere or to be a graphics artist or to be a vet tech, you know, whatever. But we wanted them to value the things that God values and to give their life somehow to serve other people wow. in the context of gospel witness, you know. That is wonderful, Pastor Ken, and uh, in even being influenced by the Holy Spirit as we parent, but yeah. using that, using uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit as an example, as you know, as parents, is is wonderful. Yeah, and God will speak to you about your children. Yes, you know, we mustn't neglect the fact that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us into all truth, and right. He will show us things to come about our kids. That's right. God will give you a prophetic understanding and a word for the next generation he will give it to you we just have to listen and then continue to reassure them and and educate them and encourage them uh, in the call of god that's going to come on their life that's good thank you pastor ken thank you for joining thank today you. it was I've it was wonderful this. it was a great conversation well, for those of you who joined today, thank you again for watching. And um, let's be intentional of realizing that our family is a ministry. And um, we want to thank you for uh, for watching today. And uh, go on YouTube and you can check out more of our episodes of Family Matters. And remember that your family matters. God bless you. and We'll see you next time.